wonderful people. Welcome back to the Boston and Bagels podcast. I'm your host, Eris, and I talk about all things mental health, wellness, eating disorder recovery, and just life in general. And today's episode is a little bit different because I'm not doing a video format. And if you know, or if you've been listening for a while, you may know that I have been doing YouTube as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But I feel like the analytics are speaking for themselves. I'm getting a lot of listens on the podcast platforms, but YouTube is not doing so well. And usually I wouldn't let analytics drive my decisions, but I do feel like I feel more authentic when I am simply talking and not so much showing myself. And I feel like I get very self-conscious and it's just not really a positive thing for me, at least at the moment, to record myself because setting up in front of a camera, seeing all of your flaws, you know, magnified, having professional lighting on you and then having this pressure to speak perfectly and concisely and not stutter and look at my notes, but don't look at my notes too much. And like, there's so much pressure that I honestly feel like, at least for the time being, I just want to take a break from it and try doing only audio format because this is what the podcast is supposed to be anyways. This is what I feel most comfortable doing. If I want to make a video, I'll make a TikTok, but I think for at least right now, I just want to try doing audio formats because I haven't been as consistent as I would like to be. And I think that's partly because video editing and video setup is so time consuming and really takes a lot of effort that I put it off a lot because I have to prioritize school and other things. And this is just so much easier to fit into my schedule. Plus, I feel like the editing and stuff will be a lot easier because it's not so elaborate, I guess. So we're just going to try it out. Let me know what you think. If you need the video format, I will, of course, do it as much as I need to. But I don't feel like that's going to be a really big issue right now because it seems like they're not performing that well. And at least for the time being, I don't think it's worth it because it's making me sacrifice a lot of my passion and my, you know, potential by trying to become something that I'm just not. I'm just not very good at speaking in front of a camera if it's not, if it's scripted. Because when I, when I podcast, I have to have kind of a script, like notes and things I want to look at, but looking at it while I'm in front of a camera can look awkward. So I have to make a lot of cuts in my videos. So I'd rather just talk to you guys from the heart. And this feels already so much more intimate and personal. So I'm really excited. Um, I know I haven't said it. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Today, we're talking about fear of failure. And this is something that presents itself into my life genuinely every second of every day. This is my biggest fear, literally above anything else, even I would say above my issues with my body or honestly, all the issues that I have. It's not even above it. It just, this is the core fear. Like there's other fears that kind of branch out from this but everything starts with the fear of failure like for me I feel like this is my core belief or not core belief my core fear and the thing that affects everything that I do and I think a lot of people who struggle with mental health and especially eating disorders likely fall into this category as well so we're just going to get into it I'm going to go all into what I'm struggling with kind of what fear of failure comes from, why it sets you up to fail, why it's hard, and then how I am breaking the cycle. So first of all, what I'm struggling with recently is inferiority and feeling like I'm not doing enough. Um, I'm a full-time college student. I'm in psychology. I want to get a doctorate in psychology. 
become a clinical psychologist. That's my plan, at least right now. And lately, I have been feeling like I'm not smart enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not going to be successful. I feel like my expectations are way too high. I'm comparing my journey to everybody else. And I'm living in debilitating fear of failure. Just constantly feeling like I'm not doing enough. Feeling like there's so much things that I'm missing out on. And I see all these other students who seem to be doing so much better than me. You know, they're in honors and they're in a hundred extracurriculars and they have a full-time job and they have internships and research positions and they make great money and they still go out and party and have friends. And it's like, I just feel like I'm failing at everything. Like to be completely honest, I feel like I'm not smart enough. Even if I make good grades, they're not the grades that I want. I want them to be the best grades. And that's just that's just how I've always been. I've always had this desire to be the best and I don't know what that is. Um, I think it's linked to a diagnosis that I'm looking to get screened for, but I don't want to really say anything about that until I get confirmed that I have it. But I feel like that's really interlinked as well. But I just have this desire to be better than everybody because I feel so inferior that I'm trying to overcompensate in a way. And that makes it really easy for me to fail because... I've just got these high expectations that are almost impossible for anybody to achieve, at least in the at the rate that I'm expecting myself to do it or at the level I'm expecting myself to do it. And I just, these expectations genuinely like rock my world, like literally not in a good way, just completely consume me. And fear of failure, it comes from somewhere, okay? You probably learned at some point in your childhood that success and overachieving are how you feel most loved and accepted. Maybe that's how you got validation or that's how you got attention from people. You likely have never felt enough, so you've always been chasing the highest expectations. You've always been chasing for more because you want to essentially like overcompensate. That's how I always explain it is that I don't feel like I'm enough, so I need to be better than everybody else so I can finally feel like I'm at least at the same level as them if that makes sense like kind of like if I want to feel like I'm smart I have to make the best grade not just a good grade just to put me on that level I don't know if that makes sense I hope that does but it comes from somewhere something instilled these beliefs in you as a child for me I do feel like my love and attention and validation was really rooted in external things so I feel like I was just I was always known as the mature child the well-behaved child the smart child um I worked really hard I was a really easy kid like I had easy temperament I was just like easy to deal with and so I got a lot of praise from my parents and all honestly all family members for just being like so good just being such a good like easy kid so smart cares about school like And I think that was obviously not ill-intended. I think they genuinely were just proud of me and, you know, just acknowledging, you know, the kind of person that I was. But I think that was really hard for me growing up because I started to feel like there was nothing else that that would get me love or validation except for that. And that's not true at all. I have absolutely incredible parents. Like, I genuinely could cry. I love them with all my heart. And they have, we, we've had a lot of issues, but we've also grown so much and they have been by far the most supportive people in my life. And I have no idea. I just know I would not be here without them like at all. I just know. Um, 
mom and dad if you're listening i love you so much anyways um but i still think that getting that validation for so long really just instilled this belief in me that like no one's ever gonna love you unless you are the best or unless you are the smart one the the good one the well-behaved one the mature one and that just put a lot of pressure on me to never let loose to never have fun you know to never be a bad kid for once um my parents would always make jokes like go to a party or go do something like because even in college I just I go to bed at 8 p.m and I wake up at 4 a.m and I study religiously and I never leave the house and on the weekends I don't want to go out I just want to be at home and that's just the kind of person I am but I also feel like I have no room to explore because this is how I've always gotten my validation so like how how could I let myself change if that makes sense So essentially, this fear of failure is what is setting you and me up to fail, which sucks because that's exactly what we're trying to avoid, right? But this debilitating fear and pressure, it's setting you up to fail because your expectations are so high that it's you're making them impossible to meet. You're not meeting yourself where you are and saying, okay, like I want to make a good grade. Okay, let's say I want to make an A on this. That's an attainable goal. That's something you can do if you study well and you work hard. But if you tell yourself, I have to make a hundred or I have to make over a hundred, like I'm going to get bonus points. Like you're putting these expectations on yourself that maybe could happen, but they're so out of reach or so just above what they need to be for you to be successful. Like you don't have to have a 100. You don't have to have the best grade in the class. You just need to have an A, but yet you're putting these higher expectations on yourself because for whatever reason, you just have to be perfect. And that's what's setting you up to fail because your expectations are too high you may even end up self-sabotaging because you know it's impossible to do anything the right way if you know that you're never going to reach your goals you may just start procrastinating and not wanting to do it lately I've been feeling very burnt out and I think it's because I put so many so many things on my to-do list and so many things that I have to get done that by the time I go to do them I'm so overwhelmed that I just want to lay in bed and I suddenly feel exhausted and I suddenly feel sick and my it manifests in my physical health because it makes me exhausted and tired and I can't focus and I can't study and it's because these expectations are so high that I'm not giving myself room to improve or room to breathe or room to relax and like that's setting you up to fail and that's something that's really hard for me to accept because I've always assumed like I'm going to succeed because my expectations are so high and that's what makes this whole process really hard is that a lot of people may not understand where you're coming from and perfectionism similar to losing weight is either criticized or applauded um genuinely within perfectionism my whole life it has always been either complete praise and and applause for being so organized and so productive and so successful and so smart and just put together it's just been such a great thing or it's been you're working too hard you're driving yourself to the ground you never rest you need to relax more you need to lighten up you need to loosen up like it's either one or the other and it's hard because like as a society like perfectionism is kind of praised but also sometimes if if you take it too far then it's criticized so it's hard to know where you stand and I honestly don't know how I feel about perfectionism I think it it benefits me in some ways because it makes me driven and it's what keeps me consistent with my goals 
but it also debilitates me and sometimes paralyzes me in anxiety and fear and I think it would sometimes I imagine it would be easier to live without perfectionism but I also imagine that it would be harder to be as driven and motivated as I am or it'd be harder to not be as driven and motivated as I am and still get things done because what keeps me going is my motivation my internal drive and that's that's honestly that's just what makes it hard is that you know you don't know if 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 you're gonna get criticized or applauded but if you get applauded you're gonna feel really good about yourself you're gonna feel like you should keep doing it and you may even notice that like your standards for others are nowhere near as high like I look at my friends and I'm like hey you made a 91 like that's amazing but then when I make a 91 I'm berating myself and I'm like you're a piece of shit like I can't believe you did this like genuinely like completely a 180 and it's just it's just really hard um I don't know where I was going with that I'm gonna be completely honest um but essentially we're living our lives chasing fulfillment through external validations and I think the best way with almost everything is looking internally so searching for validation through internal factors like am I a good person like did I treat people nicely today? Um, did I put in my best effort? Did I take care of myself today? Did I accomplish something? Like, it doesn't have to be external. It can be like what you did. And I think that's a good way to reframe it because these standards are just, they're never going to be met. You have to lower your standards a little bit. And that's what we're going to lead us into the next section, which is how am I breaking the cycle? How am I essentially getting rid of this perfectionism or trying to get rid of this fear of failure trying to live my life in peace and serenity and just certainty genuinely if you want to fix your perfectionism you have to drop your standards and I don't say that with everything so let me just clarify that like for example if you have high standards for a relationship keep those standards high girl you do not need to drop your standards for some man but when it comes to academics or career or your body or whatever you have to drop your standards a little bit because you have to realize that you dropping your standards is probably going to drop it to just your best it's not even going to drop it to like a really bad standard your standards are so high already that dropping them will just make them to where other people are at if that makes sense which may be scary because you want to be better than everybody else but i'm saying like you can still be your best without being the best you know what I'm saying like you have to lower your standards a little bit and like I said that could mean you know if you want a 100 on this exam just tell yourself you're gonna make an A it doesn't matter if it's a 90.9 or a 90 or just whatever it is like that still counts as an A you still did it but that way you're not having this overwhelming pressure because not only do you have to make an a but you have to make a 100 or you have to make a 105 and you have to figure out how to get to that point instead you're just saying okay i know what to do i know how to make an a this is attainable i can do it boom and lowering your standards is genuinely it's changing my life right now because i'm starting to just expect my best out of myself and no longer expecting the best so i always expect myself to put my best effort in that's just a value I have I think I should always do your best in everything that you do even if it's for a silly little assignment in a class you don't care about still do your best you know and that looks differently every day that looks differently for every person I mean look differently for every 
aspect of your life, but do your best. That is all your standards should say. That is all your standards should meet is that you're doing your best. It should not have anything to do with surpassing other people or being better at somebody else or going so far above like just exceeding people's expectations. It doesn't have to be that much. You can genuinely just do your best. And that's that's what I'm focusing on. That's why I keep repeating it because that is all I can focus on right now. That is all you can focus on. And that is what we are in control of. We cannot control if we get the best grade or if we get our dream job or if we get into our dream school. But we can't control that we did all that we could, that we put our best effort in and then we just trusted the process. Another way of breaking the cycle for me has been making rest and self-care equally as important as school and work. I have genuinely... A TikTok actually went viral the other day that I made about my schedule and I got a lot of hate on it for some reason because the joke was that, you know, I've never been relaxed and like my calendar has everything that I do basically down to breathing on my calendar and people were really mad because they were like, you're not even that busy. Like, why would you say that you're not relaxed? Like, you're literally planning your meals and your rest. Like, that's doesn't that doesn't count as being busy. And they really missed the force for the trees here because the point of it was that I have to plan everything out. That's why I'm not relaxed. But that's also, that's what kind of has helped me become more relaxed is by scheduling it. So it may seem silly to these people that I scheduled my meals in my day, but to me, that's really important because if I don't know when I'm going to get my meal in, then I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that in. And I, that is a priority for me. That is a number one priority for me is taking care of my health. So putting that in my calendar. If I know that I don't sleep well unless I have at least an hour of downtime before bed, then I'm going to put that in my calendar. Like make it a priority, just like I would put on my to-do list, you know, do your school assignments, go to the gym, um, study for school, go to work, whatever it could be. Just like you would put those on your to-do list, put self-care on your to-do list. I have things on my to-do list that says to journal, to stretch before bed, to um to sleep to go on a mindful walk like I put in my self-care things and make them just as important they are just as if not more important than the things that I have to do so that has been a really big game changer for me another thing is forcing myself to make alternate possibilities or alternate routes or alternate results outcomes whatever you want to call it so instead of having only plan a because this is what I've always done I've always said once I find my dream or my goal that is my goal there's no room for debate or improvement or flexibility this is the only goal that's acceptable and if I do not achieve that I am a failure an example of this would be saying that I was going to go to Boston University and all four years of high school I said that's the school I'm going to go to I don't care like that is where I'm going that is the only option I have no plan b and come senior year I'm in treatment I don't get into my dream school and I have no other option but to stay in state for school and that was an example of not having alternate outcomes and therefore setting myself up for failure because my expectations were so high and I didn't give myself room to fail by saying, okay, if I don't get into the school, which I'd prefer to, I can also go to these schools or these schools. I just had plan A and that 
shattered me and it was really hard to overcome and to accept my fate at that point. So something I talked about with my therapist recently is making alternate plans, make a plan B and a plan C and a plan D all the way to plan Z, like genuinely make more plans, like things that you are comfortable with. So for me lately, it's been my career. I'm really worried about if my career is going to work out because it's a very hard thing to obtain. It's definitely possible. So it's very hard to obtain, you know, the things I want to do. So I've started making myself write out in my notes app other career plans, other things that I would be really happy doing that I could do with my major and with my degree and just things that I would find joy and fulfillment in and that would support me financially and genuinely just considering all the all the factors and making them like genuinely plausible things that could happen and accepting that and being like okay like because now I have somewhere to fall back on so if this doesn't work out my life isn't completely ruined I have all these other options and that is really hard for for perfectionists because you just say no I'm going to do this because this is what I want and this is what I'm going to get but life unfortunately does not work that way I'm so sorry to break it to you but it genuinely doesn't so don't be afraid to have a plan b or even a plan c or as many plants as you want. There's nothing wrong with having backup options. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. There's also the possibility that you'll change as a person. You may not want to do the same career or have the same job or be in the same school or whatever in a few years. So why not have other possibilities that you as a person, as you grow and evolve and as your life change and your circumstances change, you can change with it and see what else is out there for you. Lastly, my biggest advice would be keep your eyes on your plate. And this is what I say in recovery in regards to food and not comparing your plate to others or comparing comparing what you're eating to others, but this also applies to life. Keep your eyes on your plate. What is on your plate right now? Your school, your career, your health, your mental health, Um, your family, your friends, your relationships, like that's all the things on your plate. Focus on that. Do not look at what other people are doing. You can glance and see, get inspiration, say, oh, like I really like what's on her plate. That looks really good. I might like to add that to mine, but you're not going to say her plate's better than mine. I need to break my plate. I need to, I need to change my plate to become like that this doesn't make any sense it's a horrible analogy I'm so sorry I really thought it was gonna go good and it just it it went south but essentially you get what I'm saying like keep your eyes on your plan you don't have to change it because somebody else is doing something differently or that you think they're doing better than you you can just use it as inspiration use other people's inspiration but do not let it berate you others should inspire you not break you down okay so Focus on yourself, focus on what you can do, focus on doing your personal best, and then use others as inspiration to guide you along, but do not compare yourself to them in a negative way. I really hope this episode was helpful to you guys. I genuinely feel like a weight was lifted off my chest because I just needed to talk about this. Like, I needed to call out my feelings, acknowledge them, and be like, this is how I'm feeling, and just being honest with you guys and telling you how afraid I am of failing and how... I don't feel enough in so many ways honestly feels liberating because I want you to know like as much as I preach about recovery and about loving yourself and all these things it is really fucking hard to do and I don't expect you to be able to do it perfectly just like I don't do it perfectly we are growing we are learning we are evolving it is 
totally possible to overcome these battles, to overcome perfectionism, to overcome an eating disorder, to overcome depression, whatever it may be. I totally believe it's possible, but also it's a lot of fucking work and we have to give ourselves grace and recognize it as a process that's not going to happen super fast or overnight. This takes a lot of time to unlearn these beliefs and these values, but you can do it. I can do it we can do it okay so thank you guys so much for listening if you want to see more content you can follow my tiktok at boston and bagels and um that's basically it i'm really happy you're here i'm really happy you're listening feel free to rate the podcast if you enjoy it i would love to just see how you guys are enjoying it so far and i'm always open in my dms if you have any suggestions or any requests let me know Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you again very soon. Bye.